You're listening to Unsettled. This is Max Friedman. A few weeks ago, we published an interview with activist Ali Awad about the campaign to save his home, a part of the West Bank called Masafariyata. Masafariyata is in Area C, where Israel has total civil and military control. Palestinian families have lived there for generations, but in the 1980s, the Israeli military claimed much of Masafariyata as a military firing zone, saying they needed the land for their training. In 1999, they forcibly evacuated the people who lived there, including Ali, when he was only a baby. Ali and his family were able to return to their village of Tuba, but the case of Masafariyata has been in and out of Israeli courts for more than 20 years. Last week, the Israeli Supreme Court issued its final decision. They gave the military the green light to legally remove all the Palestinian residents of eight villages in Masafariyata. This ruling, written by a justice of the court who lives in a settlement, was delivered late at night. So Ali, like many of his friends and neighbors, didn't hear about it until the next morning. I spoke to him the following day. Yeah, at the morning, and uh, I woke up, and I, I found many people are texting me through WhatsApp. We are sorry for the bad news that we heard about your community, and we, we are so sorry about the, the court decision of like offering your home Masafariyata for the in favor of the army. The, the decision was uh, like uh, given late in the night while some of us like actually were sleeping because you know like the people of Masafariyata are all shepherds and farmers. So when they woke up to graze their sheep in the in their field in Masafariyata, they found out that the Israeli Supreme Court is deciding to offer their fields and their homes to the army to be like a playground for shooting for the trainings, for the military trainings of the Israeli army. That was like heartbreaking news for us to woke up. What does the decision say exactly? What, what did they ultimately do? Uh, the appeal was rejected, like the Israel. Judges in the court are giving the army the authority to do whatever with, with us in Masafariyata in order to find a place in our lands for their military training. The ruling of the high court applies to eight villages in the so-called firing zone. Tuba, where Ali lives, actually isn't one of those villages. The state decided not to expel the residents of Tuba in 2012. Ironically, Ali says they did that because Tuba is so close to an Israeli outpost. He says the military doesn't want to evacuate his village because they'd have to clear out the settlers as well. But living right next to a settlement carries its own risks. Though the people of Tuba may not be forcibly displaced as a result of this new ruling, they're still subject to regular violence from settlers and demolition orders from the military. Any small cottages for the animals, shelters, and uh, human shelters in my village and the other villages, it's considered that it must be an immediate uh, demolished. So there are 10 structures that we are fighting for, for Tuba that they, they are trying to demolish. So it's been now less than two days since the order, right? Yeah. Uh, do you know what happens next? What happens next in Tuba? What happens next for the campaign? Yeah, I mean... We are still 
continuing with the lawyers in our legal battle in order to protect the, the villagers from being evacuated again, as it happened in 1999. But we are really not sure because now the Israeli army is trying to evacuate us uh, as they did in 1999. And since 1999 until today, they are trying to evacuate us again. So uh, it might that the Israeli army will start like to put the people in the trucks and demolish their villages and push them out of their homes and leave them and their animals homeless, which is really very, very likely. Have you heard, have you gotten any indication from the military that they have, uh, that they have plans to come with trucks and evacuate villages like they did in 1999? Do you have a sense of when they might try to do that? So uh, the lawyer said that uh, the, any decision should be like uh, starting like in 60 days for the carrying out on the ground. So not yet, like we did not hear, but we are trying to affect even the decisions of the court before these things happen. Like hopefully it will not happen, but uh, yeah, at some point it would have like it would happen. like. I mean, if the judge will keep ruling in favor of the army and not taking into consideration all the proofs that we are here living for generations, yes, the Israeli army, this is the goal. Why the Israeli army would catch in a case for almost 40 years until today is to evacuate us from this land. So the Israeli army for sure will be ready at some point when it gets the, the order from the court, when the court will cooperate with them and they will have like a decision from the court immediately where they will put the people in trucks and transport them away as they did actually in 1999. Is is the Palestinian Authority involved in this at all? I mean, I know they, they don't have power in Area C, but is there anyone from the Palestinian government who is helping you or involved in this case? <laughs> uh, it never happened yet, but uh, yeah, hopefully we'll, that our president uh, will say to Israel, yeah, my people are living there making living since generations in this land so please don't evacuate it but uh, actually not yet but uh, yeah maybe <laughs> when it gets like the real evacuation is happening something will more move from the pa side so what's next for that campaign? What will the campaign, the campaign to save Masafariata? I mean, the website is there. Many people have, have signed up for the mailing list. How, what happens next? How do you get people involved? What are you asking people to do? Yeah, so actually like for us, Yanni, we have been writing a letter to, to the Congress and like other villages. Like, for example, Susia, which is located in the South Hebron Hills, next to Safariyatta, the court decided to evacuate it. But it is still staying because every congressman have heard and talked about Susia. Uh, so what this is like what we are doing through the campaign and what we are trying to do for the Masafariyatta villages.
not just like the American Congress, but all around the world can send letters to their like diplomats, to the representative of their governments in order to send letters to Israel and to, to stop the evacuation against us. I guess I just have, I have one more question, which is, how, how do you feel? <laughs> uh, this is like for the podcast or for uh, as a friend. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd like to say as a friend, but we can put it, but it would be nice if we can put it on the podcast too. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, but I want to say that me as the whole residents of Masafar Yatta, yani, we're really devastated and worried because. Uh, like my grandfather and my uncles, my other fa- families, they have experienced what it doesn't mean to be a homeless in 1999. That year, the, the evacuation of our village and other villages started in November, and the people were thrown homeless for months during the extreme winter here in Palestine. People lost their homes and they stayed in in the like in the open with their sheep and their babies suffering the rain so we are really worried that will happen against us again and that we will lose our land and we will not be able to come and think about Masafar Yatta again in all our life like Tuba and the whole Masafar Yatta every piece of it I have a childhood memory in it either harvesting or grazing, walking in, in it. And I would love to see it like those fields that are cultivated by my family and by my neighbors with barley and wheat. I would love to see them all my life being green and flocks grazing inside it. Not being like tanks shooting in it or playgrounds for the military. So for sure, I am really worried. And I ask for everyone that when I was one year and a half in 1999, I was homeless and I stayed with my family without shelter. So please help thousands of other babies in Asafar Yatta to stay in their homes and not to be evacuated from their villages. Also, like the, 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 the lands of Masafar Yatta, the shape of the land made the people there just having one livelihood source, which it is the livestock. The livestock also eat from the fields. So if the people will get away from their fields, their animals, tens of thousands of animals that are living in Masafar Yatta will die from hunger and from also lack of shelter. And this also will cause the hunger to the people. So evacuation doesn't mean just being homeless for Masafar Yatta, but it means also lose all life elements, including food for humans and animals at the same. Thank you again for, for, for spending more time with me on this. I'd be happy to thank you so much for your great work. Yeah, thank you. All right, be well. For more information about this case and the campaign to save Masafariyata, 
please listen to my original interview with Ali Awad and Maya Rosen from April 7th. I first met Ali when I was in Masafariyata two years ago. Unsettled just released a four-part documentary series about that trip called The Birthday Party. You can find it now by searching for Unsettled on any podcast app. Unsettled is produced by Emily Bell, Alana Levinson, and me, Max Friedman. This episode was produced by Alana Levinson. Music from Blue Dot Sessions. <laughs>